Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Terran and Lido will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American Ninja Warrior song. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Rahapa podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and with me today is Lita. How you doing, Lita? I'm okay. I have moved. I live in a different city than last we spoke. Oh my. What what city do you now live in? I live in Washington, the District of Columbia. Ever heard of it? Uh, no, it sounds like a, uh, a very small, uh, obscure place. Yes, it is. Um, it is our nation's capital. There's no point in registering to vote here. So I have to figure out how to switch my voter registration to my home state of Pennsylvania. All kinds of things happen when you move. Did you know this? Uh, you have to do so much shit. Um, I mean stuff. Uh, so I have had uh, a challenging week, but I've been looking forward to, uh, to recording this podcast because it represents a sense of normalcy to me. Yes, there's nothing more normal than an American Ninja Warrior podcast. Absolutely nothing. I had a, a job interview yesterday where I wound up talking about this podcast. And I was like, this can't be good. <laughs> what was the job? Don't worry about it. I'm still waiting to hear from them. So I don't want to um, talk about it. What, publicly. what was what was the the position that you were aiming for where American Ninja Warrior <laughs> podcasting was relevant? It, it's a social media position. Um, and I well, I mean, it's it's a lot of things, but social media is part of it. And I was like, well, you know, like I personally like have a, a following on social media or whatever and know how to manage that. Here are my engagements. Here are my impressions, like all of that or whatever. They're like, oh, like, how did you build that following? And I was like, well, I have a podcast. And then it kind of evolved from there because the guy was saying that he's like a big fan of American Ninja Warrior. Mm. So I was like, uh, it's about reality TV, but like, I, it's fun. <laughs> like, not like trashy reality TV. Not that uh, there's anything so, wrong with that. So this person might be listening to this podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> In which case, uh, dude, hire Lita. Do it. Yeah, please. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an authority on these things. Yeah, Taryn hired me, and I'm, I'm still working with him all these years later. It's true. I haven't gotten around to firing her quite yet. Yeah, not yet. Um, yeah. yeah, I... You know what? I hope they're listening to this. I'm very professional. All right. So let's talk about episode 11 of season 10 of American Ninja Warrior, the Philadelphia City Finals. Yes. Now that I've ruined my chances at ever getting employed. Yeah. Got to got to stick to the day job here. Um, so uh, we've got a new course here. Of course, the, the qualifying course is all the same. We've got the archer steps uh, as usual for this new city finals version of the course. Then the spinning bow ties, which do not look like bow ties. The broken yes, they bridge. Do. They're they just don't. bow ties in a circle. No, uh, the wing nuts. The lightning bolts, the warped wall, and then on the back half of the course, we've got the salmon ladder, as always, then a new obstacle called the captain's wheel, which is uh, which has two different uh, or not two different, but two wheels uh, of skinny little spokes 
sticking out of the with with skinny little spokes sticking out as Akbar loves to call them skinny little spokes um, and you have to grab onto those skinny little spokes as you uh, spin the wheel around until you lock it into position and then you have to transfer to the next one which is facing in the other direction and then spin that one around and then dismount then you go from that one to the spinball wizard uh, which is a uh, not a new obstacle it was new last time I believe not last season uh, and you um, you just uh, you have to swing across from uh, various different types of moving uh, handles uh, that have balls on the ends of them and uh, very taxing on the grip, especially I- right right after the, uh, the the captain's wheel. Have I talked about how much I love the name Spinball Wizard for this obstacle? I think so. OK, I <laughs> just wanted to verify. I love the name Spinball Wizard for this. How do you feel? How do you feel about Captain's Wheel? Well, Captain's Wheel is kind of literal. Um, I think Spinball Wizard is the rare pun that both like makes sense and is an identifiable reference. I guess so. Like everybody knows that song and that kind of is what it is. I don't know how much it makes sense for the obstacle, though. I don't I, I'm not sure if any of the balls actually spin. But you spin, right? I, I guess so. choked on my smoothie, sorry. <laughs> I was so, so eager to defend the spinball wizard. <laughs> I mean, you, like, some of the handles do spin, but it's the spin ball wizard, not the spin handle wizard. Well, it has spinning and it has balls, so therefore it is combined okay. into the portmanteau Where are the wizards ball. then? The the warriors are the the wizards operating the. Why isn't it? Why isn't it the spinball warriors then? Well, because that's not a song. Spinball warrior doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't think that the the pinball wizard that it's referencing in the Who song is actually a wizard either. I think that it references being like a wizard at that particular task. I think Akbar thinks that it's an actual wizard. That would be better. I'm surprised we haven't had like a wizard ninja. That seems like an easy costume. (laughs) You'd think. If like someone was like a magician or even just like a huge like Harry Potter geek or something. Maybe someday. Maybe you've inspired the next generation of ninjas. Or maybe I'll be the, the wizard ninja. There you go. Aspirations. Yeah. You have to start with the nickname and costume and then actually develop the athletic ability. Yes, definitely. Uh, and of course, we uh, we finish it off with the spider trap here. Uh, still not the biggest fan of this one, but we'll get to it. Uh, Michelle Warnke starts off the night. The 33 years old. Um, I was thinking about this. This might be the most high profile first run we've ever seen on American Ninja Warrior. I can't think of a, even a city's fi- city finals where uh, somebody this high profile was the very first run. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but um, it's very possible. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to search like first run in my notes, but I don't think that's going to come up with anything. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I do literally have notes on every single episode, so I could have <laughs> looked, but uh Come on. Yeah. My notes are also littered with uh, every single day uh, pages of Big Brother stuff. So, yeah, Um, I'm willing to tentatively co-sign that. 
There I you mean, go. she's very high profile. Yes. Uh, she clears the qualifying portion of the course with ease. Uh, Matt calls her LL Cool Michelle at the yeah, top of the warped wall. That makes no mis- no. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> no mis- sense. Uh, I was going to say that I would just have her name on my mind because Michelle L. Cool J makes sense. But he said <laughs> LL Cool Michelle, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, so- <laughs> also, uh, when I hear LL, I'm thinking uh, like LL Bean. I don't think that's where most people's minds would go. Well, most people don't come from Maine, I guess. Well, yeah. And most people watch um, or not. I don't know. Listen to, <laughs> to LL Cool J. Most yeah. people watch LL Cool J well, as you do he, with LL Cool J. Has he transitioned into being an actor? I feel like so many people from like his class of hip hop artists have, you know, you've got iced tea on law and order and all that sure <laughs> that feel like that generation isn't it isn't it just like iced tea though no i, I mean else? eminem made the transition to acting did he he was an eight mile that, that's the one that's that very ties in that very much ties into uh that's a story about himself <laughs> um no it's a story about rabbit um, who just sure. happens to also be a, a white rapper from Detroit. Um, I don't know. I, I thought maybe it just seemed like that that generation of rappers all kind of did acting for a while. Watch was not the right verb. Um, people listen to LL Cool J, I think, more than they purchase LL Bean. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. You don't know how popular LL Bean is in Maine. Well, in Maine. Okay, not everything is about Maine. Your Maine-centric view is not necessarily what everybody thinks. Lita always trashing on Maine. It's small. It doesn't matter. It do, it's not as cool as LL Cool J. We established cool it's like J. the 13th smallest state or something. Wow. Size matters to Lita. Uh, listen, I have never denied that. Um, they point out, or no, sorry, uh, Akbar also uh, has to chime in here. Uh, she, uh, Akbar says, you're too cool for me, Michelle. Um, I'm just on the acting section of LL Cool J's Wikipedia page, and he's been in a ton of movies. Are they like straight to DVD? Um, probably. I don't Well, he was in a 2000 version of Charlie's Angels. Is that a real movie? Was he like a cameo or like a big part? I don't know. He was Mr. Jones. I've never seen. He was in Deep Blue Sea, which is a terrible movie. That was the answer to a trivia question last week. And that's the only reason I know about it. He was on Oz. That's a real TV show. He was on Oz? Apparently. Played a character named Jiggy Walker. I watched all of Oz. I don't remember a character named Jiggy Walker. Well, you don't know anything about LL Cool J. Um... You, uh, yeah, I don't know. This, uh, I guess, I guess, I guess this qualifies. He's done enough acting. Okay. Just making sure. That I mean, it, the IMDb page says he's known for being the preacher on Deep Blue Sea. Uh, Gabe Jensen in a movie called Mind Hunters. Uh, Ronnie in Halloween H2O. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> 20 film. years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe maybe I'll take this one back. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's done enough. <laughs> he made the transition to acting just as I had predicted. Yeah. Sure. 
Oh, look, here's a user poll on IMDb. LL Cool J versus Ice-T. Well, Ice-T is actually an actor. Um, wow. 157 votes to 143. LL Cool J. Wow. Squeaks out the win there. What's the... You're not going to know the answer to this. Can some listener tweet me what pop song LL Cool J has a verse in that's really good? It, like... Maybe, like, Buttons by... Uh, the Pussycat Dolls or something. There's some song that LL Cool J is on that I really love, but I don't know what song it is. So oh, listeners, okay. please tweet me. People have been yelling at us this whole time. Uh, LL Cool J does have a starring role on the hits series NCIS Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Wow. So he kind of did like the exact same thing that Ice-T did. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. That's why there was a poll. Got it. <laughs> There we go. All right. Uh, so uh, LL Cool Michelle is too cool for Akbar. Uh, they point out she's the only woman to ever fail on the salmon ladder. Um, that happened four years ago. Obviously, um, very few women have made it to the salmon ladder. Uh, so I guess it's not that surprising, but it's an interesting statistic nonetheless. Yeah, she's um, got two stats. Second woman up the warped wall and only woman to fail on the salmon ladder. Interesting distinctions. Yes, uh, she uh, Akbar sees her as she gets up the salmon ladder and uh, just just runs out of strength on the second captain wheel. Uh, comes pretty close to beating that captain's wheel obstacle, though. Yeah, pretty close. And like, it's very exciting that she's the first runner and she, we get to see this obstacle from her because I was expecting very terrible things from yes. her being the first runner. <laughs> Yes. Um, all right. So then we get a montage starting with Christian Derubis, uh, who works at Drew's gym. He learned a hard lesson at the Wingnuts. And we had Kara Polilo, the Ninja Babe podcast, who unfortunately got stuck on the rope of the ar- Archer Steps and went down. So we will not see any more of Kara this season. You could still be the first Ninja Warrior podcaster to make it to Vegas. I guess so. I now feel like we're the only major Ninja Warrior podcast that has not sent a representative to compete. It's true, actually. Akbar, <laughs> Kara, and Bajan. Bajan. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So, so I think you need to get on that. Really, uh, really slacking here. Um, all right. Next year. Uh, so then we also had Ryan Lee, the naptime ninja who crashed out on the lightning bolts. Are you a napper? I can't remember. You're not, right? No. I occasionally, when I'm overworked, will fall asleep for brief periods of time in the day, but I would not call them naps. I'd call them uh, passing out. If it's not intentional, it's not a nap. Yeah. Um, Then we had Darian Bennett, the 26-year-old mold inspector who is here running for his son. Yeah, he also has other jobs. Yes, but the mold inspector is the most interesting sounding one. It's funny because in any other context, ninja coach would definitely be the most interesting sounding one. But we're like, everybody's a ninja coach here. Ninja coach. How boring. Yeah. Coaching ninjas. God. Uh, He is going to go down pretty quickly after speeding through the first couple of obstacles uh, on the wing nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's sad because he's got like a kid and stuff. Yeah. That's a quote of the episode. Sad because he's got like a kid and stuff. I feel like having Michelle Warnke early was weird because I was like weirdly finding myself rooting against people because I wanted her to qualify outright, Um, which it turned out she did pretty easily. Um, But like 
or, you know, pretty handily um, with the room to spare. But the whole time I was just kind of like, I hope nobody else makes it to the captain's wheel because <laughs> usually the women are slower. So I was like, I just want her to get in on her own. And I think she ended up being 12th or something. Yeah, well, I mean, right away I was like, damn, they like they screwed up. They have so many women in this one. But like the thing is, even though I expected Michelle and Alyssa to qualify, it's like, well, they still take up the two women's spots so even if you want Casey and Kara to also to also make it to Vegas they would also have to qualify in the top 15 Uh, so it's like ah man this is a rough field for the for the women this time yeah Um, especially because I feel like we had a very not stacked field in Miami yes well I think I think uh, I think Casey and Kara both kind of uh, were surprises Uh, yeah so um, so then we had uh, Zach Day 19-year-old college student, the youngest competitor here. Um, His dad died a few months ago, and he ended up receiving the invitation to compete on the day of his father's funeral. His father had been the one who had always encouraged him to do Ninja Warrior, took him to events and competitions, always was his number one fan, and, uh, and he then got the invitation to compete on the day of his funeral. Very sad story. Yeah, um, but he's got a great nickname, All Day Zach Day. Yes. So at least he has that going for him. I feel like All Zach Day might have been better. I don't think that's better. Why, why do you need two days? All Day Zach Day? I don't know. It, it just sounds better. <laughs> all <laughs> Zach Day. But imagine, just... <laughs> but imagine that Day is not his last name. It's All Day Zach Day. So what are you talking about? Well, Day is his last name. Yeah, but you don't know that necessarily. What do you mean I don't? I do know that. I know that for a fact. <laughs> but if somebody just said all day Zach Day, you'd be like, what are you talking about? I think most of these, if someone just said like the big dog ninja or the beast, you'd be like, what are you talking about? No, you about? know what that means. Oh, this is the beast. Lots of people have the beast as their nickname. Uh, big dog ninja, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> well, all Zach Day doesn't make any sense either if you don't know his last name. Well, be like uh, you. You can get the. You can get where it's like. Oh, all all Zach Day. It's his name, oh Zach God. Day. No, yeah. um, he does have a lot of elite ninjas wearing his shirt. He seems to have a lot of buddies. Yes, he spent a lot of time. Uh, I think uh, doing competitions and getting to know the ninjas. Um, he ends up. Uh, he failed on the lightning bolts in qualifying. He seemed very hesitant on it. Switched his grip a few times, but does manage to get through it. Becomes the youngest competitor to ever face the back half of the course. Um, spends a lot of time shaking his arms out on the transition to the second captain wheel, and uh, and I do think this is uh, ultimately one of the reasons why he's going to end up running out of grip strength on that second wheel uh, a lot of people are going to go down here as well but uh, Zach Day does uh, has a pretty good showing here is he really the first 19 year old to get to the back half have we not seen like Matisse or anybody well, yet M- Matisse is a couple months older oh we're Zach. doing that yes. okay no so he is the youngest to <laughs> no, ever make it we're not doing that if you're 19 you're 19 that's Matt it. and Akbar did it okay yeah. That's that's just them stretching to make history. Uh, another, we then get another montage starting with Sean Johnson, spelled who, the exact same way as the gymnast, as the female Olympic gymnast Sean Johnson. Just so everybody knows. Yeah, def, definitely knew about that. Uh, he brought the Shinobi Squad because he's. What does that mean? I don't know. He's like the Shinobi. I don't know. I just wrote down Shinobi Squad. I don't know what don't know Shinobi is. Why it's relevant to Sean Johnson. I think he's the Shinobi ninja, maybe. I don't know. What is it? 
What do you mean? What is it? I don't, how am I what supposed to know? What is Shinobi? I literally just told you I wrote it down. How am I, I don't know. <laughs> is it a place? Uh, Shinobi is a series of video games created <laughs> by Sega. <laughs> the ninja Joe Musashi is the protagonist of the original series of games. Makes sense, I guess. A ninja or shinobi was a covert agent or mercenary in feudal Japan. It's so another he's, word a, for ninja. he's the ninja ninja. Maybe he's just. I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> he's LL Cool J. Um, all right. <laughs> so he ends up going down on the wing nuts. Then we had James Bartholomew, who was dressed for success. But after taking off the dress shirt, the casual approach did not work on the lightning bolts. Should have kept the dress shirt on. He should have. Uh, but uh, surprisingly, does qualify for Vegas. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Andrew Shirk was an Olympian and went out on the lightning bolt. It's going to be a lot of Olympians or near like Olympians. One in three people that we saw in this episode just barely missed the Olympics. Well, if like, by how one many people in, does that if, happen to? If by one in three, you mean three. Then I think it just felt like every other person was either an Olympian or had just barely missed the Olympics. It did feel that way. Uh, But next up was Dave Kavanaugh, the 32 year old firefighter, the king of the walk ons. Uh, Why isn't that on his shirt instead of part ninja? What does that mean? I I don't know. I don't know. Well, you, what do you know? I think he was originally, I think that was his thing, like the part-time ninja or the part ninja. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he ends up in the walk online every year. I think they're just, uh, they just want to rename, like they never liked the part ninja. So they want to rename him the king of the walk-ons. And that means that they are not going to give him an invite and any, any, any time. He spent 77 days total in the walk online over the course of the years. It's too many days. It's way too many days. That's that's what, like uh, a fifth of a year? I don't know. You can't ask me to do math. No one could possibly know that. <laughs> um, 360 divided by 77. <laughs> so uh, he, we join him at the Lightning Bolts. Um, they talk about how he runs a gym in the Boston area. I didn't know that. Uh, I looked up south. South of Boston. Uh, Dave is going to uh, do pretty well here. Um, he writes on his wrists, don't overgrip. I like that. Yeah, that's a good reminder because that's something that's very easy to forget. Yes. Uh, Matt tells him, you're on fire, buddy. You're on fire, Kavanaugh, when he gets up the warped wall. Did you ever write stuff on your hands to cheat on tests? No. Oh. Definitely me uh, neither. Uh, yes, I knew people that uh, that did though. They didn't yeah. write on their hands, but they wrote on note cards and on their phones. On their phones? Oh my god, we weren't allowed to have our phones. I mean, obviously, no one's allowed, but like they like checked that pretty rigorously at my school. Um, I one time cheated on a Hebrew school test. Uh, talk about the most low stakes thing ever. You don't get graded. They can't stop you. There's no graduation. There's no certification. They literally can't do anything. But I just really didn't want to be embarrassed. Wow. Yeah. I never cheated on any actual tests, but I wrote stuff on my hands to cheat on a Hebrew school test. And then I had Hebrew written all over my hands for like the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, smartphones were like a very new thing when I was in high school. So I mm-hmm. think that they hadn't caught up with the like... uh also, it was uh, it was one particular class, the biology, um, honors biology 
where people go on their go we by get their it, honor. Taryn. You're very um, smart. Well, no, that was the thing. I hated the class and everybody cheated in it. So I, uh, I changed classes. Mm. Um, well, I'm young. So smartphones were already uh, an established thing by the time I was in high school. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like we're watching eighth grade. Whoa, it's so different. Snapchat. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. Don't get me started. That terrified me. I was hanging out with some children last week. It was a nightmare. Um, but I was forced to be around children. And one of them was going into sixth grade and she had an Instagram. And I was like, this is a dystopia, which I know is what every adult thought when I was in sixth grade and had like a cell phone just for texting or whatever. But nothing makes you feel older than watching an 11 year old on social media. <laughs> I think people often forget that like many of their interactions online are with children. What do you mean? Like so many oh, yeah, children because, are online yes. and you don't you you imagine you you assume that people are at least your age. Yes. But you don't realize like this person yelling at me might be a child. Yeah, and when you're like correcting people's grammar and stuff, it's like that person like might not have learned their homonyms yet <laughs> so completely clearly. <laughs> um yeah, so uh uh, Dave makes it to the uh, the captain's wheel. He makes a very light jump on the transition there, uh, which I think is uh, very effective. Um, Matt says, I don't know who the captain of his firehouse is, but Kavanaugh is the captain of the captain's wheel. <laughs> too many times to say captain. Just like it's too many times to say day in all day, Zach day. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Dave Kavanaugh's back muscles are wild. I would like to give a shout out to them. See, maybe if I go to his gym, he can teach me how to have great back muscles. Yeah, they are fantastic. I would take him up on that. There you go. Uh, he ends up being the first person to complete the captain wheel, captain's wheel. Uh, and then Akbar says, this ninth obstacle, it's got black magic. Spinball wizard. Oh. <laughs> I told you, Akbar, Akbar is taking the wizard thing quite literally. Yeah, I mean, it's a good opportunity for jokes like that, even though I didn't get it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dave ends up slipping on the second to last transition on the Spinball Wizard. Almost gets through it, but uh, but not quite. Yeah, there can only be room for one firefighter, apparently, because Mike Bernardo doesn't make it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, we then get another montage, starting with Paul Ruggeri the second. He's a top-level gymnast who just missed out on the 2016 Olympics. Uh, but he ran out of tricks on the wing nuts. Mm -hmm. And we had Chris Fantuzo, who's the son of some other Fantuzo, who's also a competitor. Um, but he lost his hat on the archer steps and got his hair wet on the lightning bolts. Yeah, he should have been on the good hair squad from last episode instead of Jake Murray. But he hides it with his hat. Well, not when his hat falls off immediately. It doesn't always happen. We don't know that. We've never seen this person before, as far as I'm aware. Finally, uh, we saw Angel Rodriguez, who who is an electrician who powered through the lightning bolts, but ends up out on the captain's wheel. Yes. Then we saw our good pal, James McGrath, the beast. Uh, got no package, but we joined we joined him at the warped wall. Um, and uh, as he went along, it felt like he was going to complete the course, but he got no package and he, we joined him late. So I was like. Something has got to go wrong. 
Yeah, but I was also thinking we'll probably just have in Vegas like a big joint James and Alyssa package. Yeah, but I, as the first finisher of the night, I would have I would have expected yeah. him to have a package. So I was pretty pretty convinced that uh, you know it was going to go wrong at some point. Um, he just wrecks the captain's wheel. Uh, captain His arms are so long. Yeah, he just he reaches across the entire thing and he skips all of the skinny spokes um, and uh, makes an early dismount on the spin ball wizard uh but has no traction on the spider trap it's also he's very tall um and it's uh very difficult for him to get his legs locked in like uh many of the shorter competitors on this spider trap obstacle and then also i was thinking like with the shoulder injury this is probably a terrible obstacle for that um so uh he ends up slipping here on the spider trap yeah, we get so many good Akbarisms, though. For some reason, he says he needs his claws here, which, like, is a horrifying visual. Um, he also says he looks like Santa Claus trying to get mm-hmm. up the chimney. Um, and he gets his fingers caught in the door. Yeah. And Akbar goes, his phalanges are caught. And yes. you wouldn't know this, but uh, phalanges, uh, Regina Phalange is Phoebe's uh, pseudonym on friends um, and it always makes me laugh when I hear that word yes oh his hands are caught his phalanges yes his pinkies yes funny stuff yeah it was intense and I did feel bad for him because like pushing upward on these heavy doors is probably like the worst thing for your shoulder mm. Yes. Uh, so that was it for James. But of course, he's going to qualify. Uh, then we saw McKinley Pierce, the 23 year old bookseller. They call her Mighty Mouse. Lady Mighty Mouse. Lady Mighty Mouse. That's too much. <laughs> well, my- <laughs> I think we've gone through this before. Just Mighty Mouse is not uh, is not good enough because the character Mighty Mouse is male. doesn't matter. I think it does. Mm. And I will stand by that. Also, uh, her name is McKinley Pierce, which is. Two lesser known presidents. <laughs> That's true. Which is interesting. <laughs> um, her mom was in a house fire, got massive burns uh, all over her body. Um, this is uh, this is horrifying. Yeah, this is one of my worst fears. I feel like uh, being trapped in a fire. Mm. One of the worst ways to go. Not that she, you know, she's alive. <laughs> yes. She survived, which is amazing. She was watching from the sidelines. Um, McKinley is going to end up going out on, or she she did go out on the wing nuts and qualifying, um, but she did make it to the lightning bolts this time, but missed the jump to the lightning bolts. And so that is going to end her run this season. Yes. Um, sorry, I was Googling <laughs> President McKinley. <laughs> I couldn't remember when he was president. He was the 25th president. Um, I know Pierce was the 14th. Uh, Well, then we got a montage starting with Chad Riddle, the kindergarten teacher who couldn't solve the lightning bolts. And then Matt Strollo, the drummer who couldn't get into the rhythm of the salmon ladder. Yes. Um, He also got a shot on a. So 8.66. Eight and a half. Uh, and also, I never got confirmation from someone with good judgment that uh, that there was another one we missed. So seven to eight and a half, possibly. No. Uh, then we saw Jamie Ron, the 30 year old ninja coach. Uh, his life has changed. He got married, had a ninja wedding, uh, now works with Jeff Britton, Ryan Stratus, Brian Arnold, uh, opening a new gym, Ninja Nation in Colorado. And yeah. uh, made me really jealous. I want to be there. Yeah. 
Colorado seems great. I've never it been looks there. like such a cool gym. Yeah. And it's got all like the coolest people. Well, not all of them, but it <laughs> has all cool people. Yeah, there are no not cool people there. Yes. Um, we end up joining him at the lightning bolts. Um, and, uh, he's just going to get through this course, uh, as, as he does, uh, doing very well. Matt says the captain is besting the captain's wheel. Yeah. Um, Kevin Brecky tweeted, uh, we didn't intentionally put the crazy clocks on Neil on crazy cravers (laughs) qualifying. And we did not, uh, we didn't put the captain's wheel on captains NBC on purpose. Captain NBC's. Kevin says that, but I bet Matt had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, probably. They were like, actually, you have to switch cities because we have the captain's wheel and it's your wheel. So, mm, yeah, uh, he makes an early dismount on the spinball wizard. Everybody who makes it through that obstacle is going to make that early dismount. Uh, Akbar, <laughs> Akbar said this was very strange to me. After he completes the spinball wizard, uh, he takes his shirt off and Akbar goes and the married superhero is taking his shirt off. Yeah, the married superhero is one of the worst comic book names I've ever heard. Yeah, and it also, it felt like, was was Akbar trying to judge him for taking his, like, oh, you're married now. Why are you taking your shirt? <laughs> like, we just threw that in there. It was totally irrelevant to the fact that he's taking his shirt off, other than to be judgy. No, I didn't take it that way. I thought it was just like his whole package was about being married. So he was just like the the married guy. I don't know because the package was early on and he went through the whole run with no marriage references. But all of a sudden his shirt comes off and oh, this guy is married. Just so you guys know. You think Akbar is a big prude and doesn't <laughs> want Jamie flexing like that while he's married? Or do you th- just think that like he had to remind the women in the crowd? Like maybe hey, a little bit of both. Hands off. He's yeah. married. Uh, he could be friends with Sam from Big Brother 20. Uh, I was thinking that as well. <laughs> um, he ends up completing the course. Uh, the first finisher of the night, Jamie Ron. Great stuff from Jamie. Yes. Very exciting. Next up was Judas Licardello, the 27 year old auctioneer. He's going to run during the commercial. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt is really hyping up. He's this guy. He really takes risks on the course, trying to uh, convince you to stay watching during the commercial. It failed. I completely missed it. Um, oh, wait, no. Hang on. I watched it on Hulu. And I think that because Hulu has like different ad, like Hulu has its own ads. I think I didn't even get the opportunity to watch this. Yes, we I, there was a tweet that we received asking to make sure that we uh, went over this run because Hulu just completely takes them out. OK, um, yeah, my my TV was not set up yet because I moved uh, on that day. So. Uh, yeah, I watched on Hulu and completely missed it. it is Judas um, the guy who has like the fire sometimes? No, who's the he? Fire? <laughs> There's a guy who like came out with like fire one time. Oh no, um, no, 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 that's not him. Who's Judas? His name sounds familiar. Uh, he's just like a uh, he's the auctioneer. He <laughs> doesn't really have much. Okay. <laughs> other than that, that, I don't think. Um, well, he uh, he did like a flip. That's why uh, Matt was really hyping him up um, on a previous run. Uh, he uh, he slips up on the broken bridge, but manages to uh, get through it. And this is when I noticed these sneaky little uh, little little uh, editors here. Um, 
They are slowing down the footage. I would say occasionally, but it wasn't even occasionally. It was pretty often uh, and slowing it down pretty poorly. Like the frame, it looks like the frame rate just drops like uh, <laughs> like your computer is failing on you or something or your TV or whatever. Uh because obviously they need to time it out correctly. And so they, they're slow. They're literally just, they didn't even like bake it into, because obviously they have plenty of slow-mo footage that they could use, but they just took the, the clip of like, they edited the, the, the run and they gave it to the, probably the advertise. I don't know. Uh, and then they literally just like slowed down the frame rate <laughs> in order to make it fit the, uh, the commercial time. Uh, I just now noticed this. I, I think I did, think it was just like the tv messing up or the cable box messing up in previous runs but it it became very clear to me on this one i was like you guys (laughs) messing with the footage wow at least do it well that's a that's a good observation some that's a hot tip Mm. because i was like i thought they just selected one a run that like perfectly corresponded With the commercial break. Yes. Well, he gets through the captain's wheel, but immediately slips up on the spinball wizard. As soon as he gets up on uh, grab, as soon as he grabs the uh, the balls on the end of the handles, uh, he's going to end up slipping off of them and going down. And that is going to be Judas's run. Next up was Gavin Ross, the 22 year old sprint canoeist. He's a, he calls himself the paddle ninja. And guess what? He just missed out on the 2016 Olympics. Who didn't? Uh, a lot of a lot of these people uh, they missed out on the olympics they're like all right i guess i'll do ninja warrior <laughs> that's the consolation prize for just barely going to not going to the olympics hmm. he's uh six foot two 200 pounds he's a big dude says akbar yeah and they really expect him to do well in the captain's wheel because he spends so much time in a boat. Now, I am not a canoe expert. Um, I am not sure I've ever been in a canoe. I've been in many kayaks, uh, but not canoes. I'm pretty sure there are not wheels that you use to spin. No, there's not. So I think that this is an unrealistic expectation for him. He's not a pirate. This is not his kind of boat. Mm. Uh, they keep calling him a big fella. Um, as they do, uh, Akbar says, don't get struck down by lightning when he's on the lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, struts at the top of the warped wall. Oh, I didn't notice his strut. Was it nice? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's nothing worse than, than a subpar strut. It was like, uh, it's it, like, um, what's his name from Sons of Anarchy? Uh, <laughs> He has like a he has like um Jax from Sons of Anarchy. He's got like a swagger. Um this uh-huh. is like the swagger of Jax from Sons of Anarchy, but uh times a hundred uh to ludicrous levels. It's so much so that they don't even call it swagger, they call it a strut because he's literally just like swinging his shoulders back and forth. It's very bad. <laughs> wow, ludicrous, another rapper from that era. <laughs> That we were yeah. talking about earlier. I I'm just full of rap knowledge. Um, yeah, that, I mean that's your main area of interest. Mm. Uh, he struggles on the captain wheel. Captain's wheel uh, runs out of grip strength on the first wheel and uh, is going to go down there. Probably because canoes don't have wheels. Probably are canoes only. in Maine just like cars or bikes? Like that's just how people get around. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, everybody has uh, LL wow. Bean products. I thought maybe everybody had a canoe. So much negative stereotyping 
How is that negative? So, uh, oh, Mainers must be must be canoeing everywhere with their LL Bean. (laughs) Have you ever been canoeing? Yes. Okay. Well, I haven't. So, point proven. I did it in Florida. Whoa! Not Maine. (laughs) I've been to Florida and didn't do that, so I think it's still a Maine inclination. (laughs) Wow. Excuse me for stereotyping what your people as outdoorsy. Statist. <laughs> My God. Uh, next up was Casey Rothschild, a 20 year old student. Um, I, I, I literally wrote nervous for her. Not much of a package here. And then oof slips on the archer steps. She lost her balance on the platform and went down into the water. Yeah, she looks super bummed. Yes, but uh, she'll be back, and I think they'll put her in a less stacked city next year. Yeah, because it totally would have mattered. Yes. Um, <laughs> Lucas Reale, uh, Reale, I don't know, uh, 19 year old college student, we join him at the Wing Nuts. Uh, he fell on the lightning bolts in qualifying, but uh, gets pretty far here, um, ending up slipping very quickly on the captain's wheel. Yeah, he was very young and alive. Yes, very, very energetic. energetic. Was <laughs> yeah, that's wasn't much else. Um, he also took a semester off from college to train for Ninja Warrior. Oh my, which is a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a lot. It is a lot. How are you that busy in college that you don't have time to train for Ninja Warrior? I mean, I know that like it it's a big commitment, but you can pick your class schedule. I feel like this is a situation where it's like, no, mom and dad, I needed to do this for Ninja Warrior. That's yeah, why. Yeah, like you needed a break anyway. I support semesters off of college, uh, but I don't think you need an entire semester off just to train for Ninja Warrior. That to me represents maybe you should, maybe you're a little overscheduled. Maybe you should quit some of your extracurriculars <laughs> or change majors. Well, next up was Logan Craiglo, Craiglow, Craiglow. Uh, the 24 year old mechanical engineer, he had a devastating knee injury, 80% nerve damage to his knee, um, but managed to uh, make a comeback, heal it up. Yeah. Taryn, did you watch Friday Night Lights? No, but I will. Someday. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, you'll, you'll like it. Um, season two is bad, but you just have to get through it. Um, this is just like uh, the premiere of Friday Night Lights. Um, wow, wait a spoiler. Spo- it's not a spoiler, it's the premiere. It's like the first. You know, People often talk about the premiere being one of the best episodes of the show. Well, it's one of the best premieres of all time. That's what I'm saying. But I already knew that everybody knows the premise. I, I didn't knew know the premise. premise. Okay. Well, um, whatever. It, it's just like, the, first of all, I can't spoil a show that's like a decade later. I literally just said I plan on watching this show. That's the one instance when you, you shouldn't spoil the, the show. Because everybody knows it. But that's not what Friday Night Lights is about. It's not like a big whatever um but for the benefit of the listeners this is just like that um and very exciting that he made a full recovery also uh scott porter of friday night lights is a big survivor fan so just something to point out there you go uh he does pretty well uh up until the lightning bolts where he slips right away there um but again will be the 15th qualifier for vegas despite going down early in the course Wow, good for him. Yes, next up is another montage starting with Brian Pease, the bartender from the Jersey Shore, and he got a splash of water at the lightning bolts. Speaking of water. 
The next guy's <laughs> name is Tyler Waters. <laughs> exactly. And we had Tyler Waters, the state trooper who was brought down by the lightning bolts as well. Oh, I forgot to mention that Logan Craiglow has an engineering degree from Cornell, so uh, he can date me. So Logan, call me. There you go. Next up was Chris Wilczewski, the 28-year-old gym owner. We get a brief recap of his near-drowning experience, and then uh, he talks about his run on the course in qualifying, how it was uh, a crazy experience uh, with the nerves and everything, but he ended up doing so well. Um, And uh, he's here to take on the city finals course, and he is going to, again, do very, very well. Yeah, I would love to get in on Chris Wolchowski's anxiety management techniques because he was like, I was standing at the start line of the course and qualifying and I was freaking out and I was, you know, thought I was going to have a panic attack. And then I just focused and I just did it and got in the zone. I was like, please teach me your ways. That would be uh, great to know how to do that. You're going to you're going to show up to his ninja gym and be like, I need some training. And he'll be like, all right. All right. Where, which obstacle do you want to start at? No, no, no Anxiety. Training. My brain is yeah. the obstacle. My body. Please just tell me how to calm down. Mm. Uh, well, he breezes through the first half of the course, uh, goes hand over hand on the captain's wheel, uh, goes very quickly through that. Um, hop, even hops his hand on the second wheel, um, which we did not see anybody else do um through gets through the spinball wizard uh, uh and uh akbar says what you talking about Wolcheski? that's fine that's that's good right yeah uh it's better than michelle L- uh, no better than ll cool michelle michelle l cool j is just so much better well he clears the spider trap and sets the fastest time of the night Good job, Chris. Will he keep that or will Najee break that? He will keep that. Nice. Next up is the final montage, starting with Cody Capola, the indoor skydiving instructor who needed a parachute at the Wingnuts. There's an indoor skydiving place in D.C., and I, I don't understand what it is. It's just like very strong air pushing you up so that it feels like you're falling. Is that fun? Isn't skydi- Isn't like the fun of skydiving kind of like the thrill? Well, feeling like you're falling is... Kind of thrilling. Yeah, but if you can see the ground a few feet below you. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's like if you don't want to skydive, uh, but you want to kind of feel like what it would feel like to fall for a long period of time. Nah, just go on a roller coaster. I feel like it's very different. (laughs) No, I don't think so. All right. Well, then we had Mike Bernardo, who shockingly came up short at the Wingnuts. Looks like his jump was just angled a little too far away uh, from the Wingnuts. And he's going to go down here and that's going to end his season, unfortunately. Yeah. Major bummer. Major bummer. Then we had Alyssa Beard, the 27 year old fifth grade teacher. Uh, There's a video of a girl who is throwing a tantrum because she doesn't get to play as Alyssa. Yeah, it's like a girl and her sister, her friend or whatever, and they can't decide who gets to be Alyssa when they play pretend American Ninja Warrior. And the mom is like, why doesn't one of you be James McGrath? She's like, no, I'm not going to be a boy. And Akbar is shocked at this. He, oh, what? Why doesn't she want to be James McGrath? You don't want to be the beast? In that little girl's defense, um, I think that that was not the best suggestion. I yeah. think that she should have said Jesse Lebrecht or Casey Catanzaro or someone. Yeah, pl- plenty of uh, like we are not short on female ninja warriors here. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the mom isn't a super fan and she just mm. knows Alyssa Maybe. and her boyfriend. Uh, so uh, all she needs to do is get through the lightning bolts and she will qualify as one of the top two women. And she does do that. Um, at which point Akbar says, you so cool. You're so cool. Mm-hmm. Lots of people uh, are cool. Akbar really thinks the ladies tonight are very cool. Yeah. Uh, She has a good early grab on the transition to the second captain's wheel, but unfortunately gets caught low on one of the skinny spokes and goes down. Yeah, exact same place as Michelle, basically. Mm. So it's those two in Vegas for the ladies, but they both qualify outright. Yes. Then the final run of the night, Najee Richardson, the 27-year-old motivational speaker. He's been talking to kids. Sure. Slash Phoenix. No, not kids slash Phoenixes, but just kids. <laughs> no, he's a motivational speaker slash Phoenix. He's, wait, okay, so now I, we're getting too many bird nicknames because we also have the swan now and the Phoenix. It's too much. People need to do something Is that really, they're really confusing for you? It's not confusing. I just really hate birds and would like people to stop this. So you really hate Phoenixes. They really interfere with your day-to-day life. Phoenixes? Phoenixes. Yeah. Um, well, th- no, I'm just saying I really don't like birds. Are you looking at the plural of phoenix? It is, in fact, phoenixes. Phoenixes? Okay. Yes. Is that usually what the plural of something that ends in an X is? I don't know, and I Isn't it like, don't care. Like the plural of helix? Isn't that helices? Let's see. <laughs> or is it helixes? I, am I just making up a grammar rule? Um... <laughs> This one is, uh, is her helices. Yes. Okay. Is, uh, is, is helix, but Phoenix, uh, probably being a made up thing is, uh, Phoenix. <laughs> well, it's not, it's still a real word. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's not a made up word. I mean, every word is a made up word, but it's not like, uh, you know, free of the, the rules of grammar. It's still a word in the English language. Anyway, um, I just had gone a whole episode without remarking on my disdain for birds, so I thought I should. Your disdain for birds crosses the lines of reality. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're real birds or not. I mean, there are people who are afraid of ghosts. Yeah, but they think ghosts are real. Yeah, but I know exactly what a phoenix would be like if it was <laughs> real, and it would be a bird that burst into flames, which are both terrifying. Okay. Well, Najee Richardson flies off of the bow ties that don't look like bow ties. Uh, makes this whole course just look effortless. I really do feel like uh, Najee, who, I mean, we already knew he was one of the top ninjas, but I, I feel like he is really uh, on his way to just like coming out as one of the true elites. I feel like last year was, you know, the breakout season where he was one of the top three. He made it to stage three for the first time. Um, but I feel like this guy uh, this guy's going to be around for a while this is not a flash in the pan uh, the way that he is able to run this course reminds me a lot of watching Drew Jeschel and just how smooth and how much body control he has just like uh, this, this guy he's the real deal yeah I agree hot uh, take I <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I would love to see Najee win because he's someone who, in addition to having the talent, just has so much charisma and is like a very worthy star of the show. Whereas I feel like 
um, you know, we've only ever seen our winner just take the money and disappear, (laughs) you know, and not be a face of the show. And I feel like Najee would be like an incredible representation of the show, not only because of like his charm and kind of his dedication to it, but also because of his story and how this was a whole comeback story. And he's kind of everything that American Ninja Warrior represents. Yes. Well, he's also a uh, former almost Olympian, right? Yeah. He got like injured, though, and that's what took him down. Yeah, that's why he's the Phoenix, because yeah. uh, he was like a national gymnastics champion or whatever and then got hurt. Yes. Yeah. He goes crooked on the lightning bolts, but survives it. Unlike most people that do um, ends up going reverse on the salmon ladder, which I think was a very good move because uh, that uses more of your biceps and less of your back. And you use a lot of your back on the captain's wheel. Uh, so I was surprised I didn't see more people do that. Um, uh, Akbar says this dude so talented. True words have never been spoken. There you go. Uh, He then goes straight into the spider trap. Uh, A lot of people were doing this. uh, And by a lot of people, I mean, there were four people that would (laughs) that uh, took on this obstacle. And I think three of them did it. Uh, They just went straight into the spider trap. It's almost like they were intentionally trying to make this obstacle more exciting for the viewers by going straight into it. And then being sort of out of breath as they did the obstacle to get more of the struggle face. Yes, we love the struggle face. Yeah. Um, Also, there was definitely some time that got cut out of this run because he was considerably slower than uh, than Chris. And uh, watching the run itself, it looked like he just like there were no pauses and he just like breathed through. He must have taken a break somewhere and they just cut it out because I was very surprised. It was like five minutes and 40 seconds by the time he got to the spider trap. I was like, whoa, that's super surprising. I thought he was like way faster than Chris up to this point. Yeah, he probably just like sat for a while. Maybe he yeah. got another leg cramp. I've been worried about that with him. Mm, yeah, but uh, he gets uh, he gets right up the spider trap uh, with uh, with a little bit of struggle face and completes the course. Najee Richardson going to Vegas. Mazel. Yes. So that is the Philadelphia City Finals. We have our leaderboard here, starting with Chris Wolcheski as the fastest finisher of the night, followed by Najee Richardson and Jamie Ron. Then we had James McGrath, who went out on the spider trap. Then Dave Cavanaugh, who went out on the spinball wizard, along with Lucas Lickard, Lucas, uh, Judas Licardello. And then Angel Rodriguez, who went out on the captain's wheel, uh, as well as Lucas Reale, Zach Day, Gavin Ross, Alyssa Beard, and Michelle Warnke. Then Matt Strollo, who went out on the salmon ladder, James Bartholomew, who went out on the lightning bolts, and also Logan Criglow, uh, who also went out on the lightning bolts. That Lucas wasn't... Oh, no, that Judas. Lucas... Yeah, but there was a Lucas. Lucas, um, yeah. Yeah, he, but he's not... I was just wondering, um, did we see any Brazzy Bros this season? I think so. Where were they? I don't remember them. <laughs> don't remember what city. Okay. Did they qualify? I don't think so. Dang. Okay. Well, you said the word Lucas, and then I remembered that they exist. Um, anyway, uh, glad to see uh, two out of 15 here being women. That's exciting. Yes. Uh, so there we go. Yeah. Th- this uh, no, no female leaderboard in this, uh, in this episode. Good. That's ideally how it should be. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. The Philadelphia City Finals. Uh, one more City Final episode, I believe. And then we are heading to Vegas. Yeah. And um, Jesse LeBrett qualified outright, too. There, there's like 
a good amount of women who even without the women's rule would have made it to Vegas, which is great. I think the majority of the city finals episodes have had at least one woman who qualified in the top 15. Yeah, there's going to be not very many women who qualified by virtue of that rule, which is good because we'll see a lot of actually very competitive women um, rather than some of these people who are just kind of like the, the best or second best woman in their city. And we will be seeing Megan Martin next uh, in the next city finals as well. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people are speculating that Megan is going to hit a buzzer because this whole episode was like, we haven't seen a woman hit a buzzer mm-hmm. since season six. Um, and they were really, really hammering this home and no one did it. So a lot of people are suspecting that Megan is going to do it. I don't know if that's the conclusion we should draw from this. I certainly hope that she does. But, but like the preview was like. She failed on this obstacle last time. Is she going to beat this obstacle this time? Like, they weren't even hyping up, like, will she finish the course? They were yeah. like, will she beat the obstacle that took her down in qualifying? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that's not exactly that's... the highest of uh, expectations <laughs> being set. Right. I feel like what's going to happen is that we'll hopefully see multiple women hit buzzers in Vegas. And that'll mm. be kind of their, like all of their buzzer talk um, coming up, especially because we're going to have, there, there were like no major um, women stars that got taken out. I mean, so far we still have Megan to go, right? Cause Jesse mm. made it, Alyssa, other Jesse um, and Michelle Warnke. So I feel like we have all of our strongest possible women so far in yes. Vegas. No, no tragedies. Uh, for the uh, the bigger names. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we will be back next week to talk about the final city finals episode. And then uh, we'll we'll be into Vegas in, a, in just a just a couple weeks. Yeah. Season really flies by when you miss three weeks. Yeah. All right. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the American Ninja Warrior, a HAPA podcast. That's RHAP Ups. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Armstrong Taren. Lita is at Lita Tweeted. Uh, anything else, Lita? Um, I have a review if we want to do that. All right. Let's go for it. Okay, this is from Bermuda Ninja. Best podcast ever, five stars. Taryn and Lita are brilliant podcasters who talk about the show in high detail without being afraid to crack a joke. These are honestly the best podcasters I have ever listened to. Although sometimes they can get off topic, they still find a way to make them interesting. Taryn is funny and always makes me laugh. While Taryn gives out to Lita for not seeing movies, Lita gives out about Grant McCartney's dance moves as well as everyone else's. Although Taryn and Lita might fight, it's still a brilliant podcast. This is a five-star podcast that everyone should listen to. Um, not although Taryn and Lita fight, because Taryn and Lita fight. <laughs> this is <laughs> we don't fight. We have friendly arguments. We fight off camera, off off mic. <laughs> That's where we do all our fighting. We don't fight. Uh, we just talk about how Lita's wrong. That's not an accurate representation of this podcast. Also, I did see a movie yesterday. It's a great movie, Crazy Rich Asians, opening day. Yeah, it was iconic. Highly recommend to everyone, especially Darren. Yes. Movie pass is really, uh, really floundering here. So uh, (laughs) we'll see how long this lasts. But um, uh, and also, you know, I meant to go see a movie this week, but uh, have not had any time, unfortunately. What were you going to see? Black Klansman? I don't I I was. Yes, that was one of the ones I wanted to see. I also wanted to see um, the other the other one. the call center one and then uh also i want to see mission possible and um 
and I don't, haven't even had time to watch the other Mission Impossible movies. So it's like, wait, I'm you wanted behind. to see the new Mission Impossible movie, but you haven't seen any of the other ones. Well, now I've seen three of them. Okay. I feel like uh, Crazy Rich Agents would be a better investment of your time. Well, I'll probably see that one as long as it's rated well. It's still got like, I don't know what it has on Rotten Tomatoes, but it had 100% for 7. a 7.3 on IMDb. It's good. Okay, is that good? It's good for a comedy romance. Yeah, I mean, it's like a rom-com, but it's like a really, really good one. Yeah. Like, if you can get past that, like, of course there are cliches... Like it's it's very well done. It has a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes as of now. Yeah, I don't really care about Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, well, I'm just saying people like it. I loved it. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, so I've got a lot of movies to see, but and, and not not a lot of time, unfortunately. <laughs> but but uh, thank you for your review. That was really really nice. <laughs> yes, to thank you. To Ninja. Um, uh, make sure you, uh, you can find us on robbiswebsite.com and, uh, you can tweet at us with, uh, reactions, feedback, questions, whatever you want to do. Uh, and we'll see you again next week. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. 